up, nerds? ESPN Plus, the ESPN app. You won't see a team play worse than my team played yesterday. The New York Jets' performance yesterday was an embarrassment. You, you hired somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop! Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9, the game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. Season's over. I'm done. And Eric Fry. Like, I love the movie Draft Day. It's one of my top five favorite movies of all time. (laughs) It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Another day, welcome in to the uh, starting lineup here on ESPN Radio 98.9 of the uh, game. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, hanging out with you to kick off the week right here uh, today. Of course, we got a lot to uh, talk about uh, post-weekend, of course. So we're going to be talking about the uh, college of football landscape, the college football playoff, of course. And uh, we'll also talk some local sports as well, coming up, what happened on a Friday, what happened on a Saturday, and uh, set the table for uh, tonight as well in the local sports. We'll also take a look at that a Friday night matchup with the uh, Fighting Illini as uh, they had their first true road test of the season against uh, Maryland, and we'll talk about that and analyze that as well as what else happened in uh, college basketball uh, this weekend. And, of course, it's uh, the post-weekend, so we got to get you the top three uh, moments from the uh, sports weekend on the away. What made our top three? Find out later in the show. Uh, so we'll talk about uh, some other uh, national sports as well. A couple of MLB uh, signings, or at least one uh, big one uh, there. That was kind of a news dump on a Friday night, unfortunately, for MLB. Uh, ML- NBA, NHL action from this weekend. And we also got to recap some uh, Pick'em that no. we had. No recap of the Pick'em? Why? Because I don't want to. Because you did horrible? Uh, horrible is an understatement, Travis. <laughs> but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> all right, so we will recap it after all. And I'll also uh, recap my uh, entertainment that I had uh, as well. That wasn't so uh, great, but, hey, it started out good. Just didn't uh, end so well uh, there for the most part. So uh, we'll get to all that coming up here. Whatever don't get to here in the treasure hour, we'll get to in the uh, podcast. And, of course, you can find that podcast wherever you find your favorite pods, iTunes or Spotify, our website, fmradio.com. Go and uh, check it out. And, of course, the uh, startup lineup would not be possible without Tingley Insurance Agency, McMahon Meets, Wet Pools and Spas, Worth Computer Repair, and uh, Teutopolis State uh, Bank. 
shout out to uh, those uh, fine uh, folks for uh, sponsoring uh, the uh, program. And uh, let's go ahead. And uh, we got a lot to get to here on this uh, Monday. So uh, without uh, further ado, let's go ahead and uh, jump right into it. And let's get it started with what we always do. It's First Things First. Before we get into the show. First things first. And let's start off where everyone else is uh, starting off with uh, today. Let's not be uh, different as the uh, college football playoff rankings were revealed uh, yesterday. The top four is set. The playoff is uh, set. And uh, first before you reveal, you already probably know who the top four is. But uh, before we get there, let's take a look at how we got there on uh, Sunday. It was uh, Utah starting off, starting the chaos early Mm -hmm. as uh, they took down the Trojans on Friday night there in the Pac-12 championship game. 47-2 47-2 at 24. Great start for the Trojans, but it did not end well for them. And Utah are the Pac-12 champions. And so uh, they're in Vegas. They got lucky. Yep. And uh, they won the Pac-12 and uh, knocked USC out of this Came thing. Came up state, snake eyes for USC, Travis. Yeah, yeah. So uh, When that happened Friday. Yeah, the chaos started. You knew USC was not going to be in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then all the attention turned to who's the fourth team. Mm-hmm. Who does enough on Saturday to make a case if they're on the outside looking in mm-hmm. of who's going to be that fourth team? Right. Uh, uh, Georgia, we said that there was no doubt whether they win or lose. Well, they had uh, no problems with uh, LSU. Yes. By 20, 50 to 30 in the SEC a 50 championship. Burger. Yeah, that's right. Uh, in uh, Georgia. Proven why they're the number one team yep. in the country. Deserve to be number one. And uh, rightfully so, for sure. And uh, so uh, they are safely, uh, securely in. And uh, they win in that SEC title by 20 uh, there. Uh, Clemson, they got done in the ACC uh, championship 39-10. to But that was one of the uh, later ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Michigan, they also took care of business against uh, Purdue. Eh, everything was a little slow there at the very yeah. uh, beginning, but Michigan uh, finally found their footing, and they uh, proved why uh, they are one of the top four teams in the country as uh, they win uh, the Big Ten championship game for the second year in a row. And uh, they're also uh, going to the playoff as they beat Purdue 43-22 to uh, mm-hmm. for the Big Ten uh, championship there. <coughs> and then uh, the big one in uh, the afternoon uh, that kind of started it as well, that kind of kept the chaos going, was uh, Kansas State. Uh, they took down a TCU in a great Big 12 championship game, uh, but it was in overtime. Kansas State won 31-28 to over the Horn Frogs uh, there to win the Big 12. Yeah, and – when I first saw the result and saw that, you know, TCU lost, I was like, oh, are there two spots available now? Right. But yeah, That was the big question. Considering it was an overtime loss, mm-hmm. I think that there was enough there for TCU to still make it. Right, absolutely. What, what I find interesting, Travis, if you've, is if you go way, way, way back to 2014, when the college football playoff was first came about, mm-hmm. TCU was 11-1, Missed it, and the committee said at the time it was because they did not play a conference championship game. Yep. And they did not have a 12th game to compare them to against other teams that did. And Ohio State got in as four, 
and TCU did not get in, even though Ohio State, I believe, lost. No, they won that year. Um, but they they had a 12-1. and They were able to get in with an extra game. Mm-hmm. So now well, the question is, well, wait a minute. It's reverse. So yeah. I immediately thought there's still only one spot up because the committee cannot kick TCU out right. because of their own criteria that they've already set. Right. They they already exactly. have shown that if you get that extra game in, it matters win or lose. Now, obviously, right. win helps you, but I don't think loss hurts you as badly, specifically an overtime loss. Right. I I you know so yeah, yeah it would have been interesting if uh, it would have been like thirty one nothing or yeah. something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that would have would have made you go okay, <laughs> maybe. But again, <laughs> sure. I don't think they could do that after they told TCU all those years ago. The right. only reason you didn't get in is because you didn't play a conference championship game. Exactly, and now if they now they played and yeah. lost, and you're going to kick them out. Right, you're going to punish them for playing an extra yep. game, kind of what we were talking about on uh, Friday or last and, week for sure. And if there hadn't been precedent set of a team like back in 2016 when Ohio State made it and they lost their conference championship game, they did not win the conference championship game, but they made it into the college football playoffs. You mm-hmm. can't not have that be the end-all, be-all, right. because you've already set that precedent. Right, yeah, and TCU losing, that was tough. Uh, Max Duggan did pretty much everything uh, he could, rushing the football all over the place, but I guess that can't be good enough to uh, call. You're at the uh, half-inch line, and you don't call, don't call a QB sneak there at the very end to potentially win the game. You instead hand it off to a running back. Don't get the play calling. Uh, there and Kansas State ended up winning that one, thirty-one to uh, twenty-eight. So uh, there we sat, uh, coming up on a Sunday. We uh, knew that uh, with the USC loss, Ohio State was probably uh, gonna slide in there, but weren't sure if TCU would, did enough to uh, make it. And uh, sure enough, they did as number one Georgia, number two uh, Michigan, and uh, there was a three at TCU, and then Ohio State slides in there at a number four. And Alabama is now on the outside looking in as uh, they uh, finished in fifth. Only the second time they the haven't playoff. made it. Only the second time since the start in 2014 they haven't made it. Mm-hmm. Big Ten becomes just the second conference. They have two representatives. Look at us go. But, Travis, the SEC is the best football school. Apparently so. I'm just saying. Big Ten <laughs> has two there. Um, but... Uh. I was so afraid because Sunday morning before the show, you started hearing rumblings of, is Alabama going to get in? Could they get in? And I immediately was like, no, 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 no. This Mm -hmm. can't happen. We've already let in Ohio State. Thanks, USC. Mm -hmm. You can't (laughs) have Alabama get in, too. Right. Like, these two teams have not, Ohio State maybe. But Alabama has not done enough to deserve to be in. Right. So I I think the committee got it right. Mm -hmm. I think what they did was the right four teams. Yep. Do I think that TCU is going to get slaughtered in the first game? Yeah, I do. Do I think it's a replay of the Cincinnati thing? Yeah, I do. Is it... Mm. Maybe it's not. I don't think it's going to be quite as. It's not going to be quite as bad to uh, Cincinnati. But it's not going to be great. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't think a lot of people are giving the Horned Frogs a chance to win here, but I think it could be closer uh, than you think uh, because I think that we'd have a – I do agree. I think that they did get it right, and I'm fine with Alabama getting a shutout uh, because it would be a whole different conversation if Alabama only had one loss, uh, but they have two. Yeah. So that's – I mean, Ohio State getting in, that's fine uh, because they were ranked in the top five or one or or two, or they they never slipped farther than five, I don't think, this entire season. Right. Uh, And they took a loss against the number two team in the country. So The the only thing, Travis, uh, that Alabama, if they would have lost to Georgia in the regular season and then lost the conference championship game to Georgia, and those were their only two losses, then I would say they could have an argument. Mm Mm-hmm. But like you said, they lost. They didn't even finish first in their division of the conference. Yeah, they were in the top four of the SEC, let alone uh, they're yeah. not even the top four in the country. Yeah. So now, do you want to know who really hates going back to that Friday game? You know who really hates that USC loss, Travis? Who's that? That's the people who have the tickets for the national championship game. Because where is it at? I'm guessing it's in. It's at SoFi. Oh. You telling me they didn't want USC there? They <laughs> yeah. would have loved USC being there. Yeah. Instead, now you don't get a West Coast team at all. Yeah. It's fair. So. <laughs> uh, but you think the committee got it right too? Yeah, I think they did. I I think I heard Greeny before we got on here saying how it was the most drama-filled selection Sunday ever. Yeah, I didn't know if I, I disagree that far. with that hundred percent. Yeah, I don't know if I go that far. I mean the the three were locked. You knew Georgia, <laughs> sure. you knew Michigan, and you knew Ohio State. Mm-hmm. You knew those three were locked. Right. And the fourth, there wasn't really much debate. It was Alabama or TCU. Mm-hmm. Clemson, maybe. But again, we talked about it on Friday. I don't think Clemson had done enough leading up to it to deserve mm-hmm. to be there. Yeah. So LSU, yeah, three losses. Get out of here. Like, sorry. Well, now another one. Four right. losses. Right. There's no way that they were going to get in. <laughs> no. Even if they beat Georgia, they still right. probably wouldn't have gotten in. Yeah, probably. So I think they got it right. Now let's talk about the thing that everyone here cares about, Travis. Yes. And that is the yes. fighting Illini. Yes. It took forever. As Can you imagine them doing this on the Selection Sunday for college basketball this long? They drug it out uh, for so long. And uh, since. Uh, to be fair, I think there are more bowl games than there are first round games of the NCAA tournament. I mean, but go ahead. There is a lot of the <laughs> games there. But yes, the Illini, the reason it took so long is because they went from, you know, the dates. Yep. Corresponding dates, and it ended up being that the Illini are going to a Tampa to play their bowl game mm-hmm. on January 2nd, and it's the Real Quest Bowl there in Tampa, as it's going to be Illinois squaring off against SEC Mississippi State. Number 22 in the country ended up uh, being there in Tampa January 2nd. Let's go. Yeah, not a New Year's Bowl, right? No. So let's let's get the negative out of the way first. Not a New Year's Bowl. <laughs> no. It's not the Music City Bowl, which I saw a lot of people really wanting for Illinois to be in. Yes, for close proximity reasons. Yes, yes. And, and the opponent. I think people were excited about um, who it would have been um, from what I was reading online. But, 
Travis, I think that I think this is a, a great matchup for Illinois, and I think that oh, this Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I think this is. I think this is a good. Good. I think it's all good for Illinois. It is. It's not a New Year's Bowl, no, but it's on the same day as the Cotton Bowl and the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. It's on right. the Monday. Exactly. Yeah. So, and of course, we'll have it right here mm-hmm. on 98.9 The Game. Yep. But the one bad thing about this bowl, Travis, it's on the dose. ESPN2. Yeah, I hate I hate that it's on the dose. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I do uh, don't like because you got the cotton ball and you got the the citrus bowl sure. going on at the same time. So yeah, eleven a.m. too. Yeah, eleven a.m. Mm. It's early, but it's the first of the day. Yeah, here's another good thing if you are an Illini fan, I think. And Travis mm-hmm. is probably going to say it's too early. Don't look into it. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. That is that. As far as I know, and Travis could correct me here. No one for Illinois, specifically Chase Brown, have said that they are not playing in a bowl game. Right. Everyone forgets Chase Brown's only a junior. Yeah. He did go through senior day festivities with his brother. Doesn't matter. He did it with his brother. (laughs) Did it with his brother. That doesn't mean anything. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Chase Brown getting introduced on senior day. With the Hmm. way it ended. (laughs) And how close Uh, they were. Yeah, you know, I I don't think the stock's going to be any higher for him, though, so I wouldn't blame him at all if uh, he would go out for the draft. Do you not think him not making a first team makes him better? I mean, I'm being 100% honest here. As a competitor, sure. Does he not want to, you think, come back and run for 2,000 yards or whatever and shove it up all those media people's you-know-whats? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just saying. Because a lot of the guys who are going in the draft have already started announcing, hey, I'm not going to be in the bowl game. Right. I'm not going to be in it. Yeah. He hasn't yeah, announced yet. Yeah, we haven't heard any Illini uh, do that yet. So, it, uh, Just something to think about. Just yeah. keep your wheels a-moving. Possibly. And also uh, in uh, the college football landscape, a certain person accepted of the Colorado yes. job that is not the defensive coordinator for Illinois. So that's a very good thing in the books, too, as well. But, uh, yes, very excited that uh, I know uh, some people that want to travel with uh, the Illini are very excited that they get to go to uh, Florida yeah. uh, there to uh, cover the team uh, there Travis and will be there. to watch the team. Oh, I would. You want to give me a plane ticket to Tampa? <laughs> On January 2nd, <laughs> that would be a perfectly okay uh-huh. uh, with me to go over and uh, cover that, too. So, uh, Mississippi I'll work State. on your press pass. Don't worry. There you go. That Let's do it. Uh, let's work on that. And uh, Mississippi State in the crosshairs for the Illinois Illini. by six. <laughs> yeah, Illinois. Illinois by two or three scores. Illinois by six. <laughs> Mississippi State's given up 143 yards rushing per game. Right. Illinois by six. Exactly. <laughs> Number one defense in the country. Illinois by six. It's like the first uh, Florida game in quite a while. It's like 1999, a bowl game, and the first like 
January 2nd, the post, the New Year's Bowl, since that uh, OA uh, Rose Bowl appearance there. So uh, very exciting uh, for Illinois uh, there. And the top four is uh, set in uh, college of football as uh, that's going to take place on, uh, well, New Year's Eve as it's going to be uh, TCU and Michigan in the uh, Fiesta Bowl in uh, Glendale and a uh, number four and a uh, number one, uh, Georgia matching up in the uh, Peach Bowl there in, well, in a place that Georgia is very comfortable with in Atlanta there in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And, Travis, this is the only time I'm ever going to say this to make sure that you clip this. Okay. I am rooting for Michigan and Ohio State to win. So we can get Michigan and Ohio State. So we can get a Big Ten football final. So maybe they'll actually start saying, you know what, the Big Ten is also a football school. Yeah. And, you know, for purposes – Seeing that rivalry for the national championship, that would be that would be pretty good. It'll be Georgia TCU watch. <laughs> oh boy! So let's take a break and uh, let's come back and we'll talk some local sports on the way. What happened on a Friday and this weekend, and say yeah for what's happening tonight. Coming up here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from ninety-eight nine the game studios. We'll be right back. Winter is almost here. Is your car ready for daily commute? Stock your vehicle with supplies such as snow shovel, broom, and ice scraper. Abrasive materials such as sand or kitty litter may help when you get stuck. Jumper cables, flashlight, and warning devices such as flares and emergency markers may help when problems arise. Blankets, a cell phone charger, food, water, and necessary medicines may also be necessary for longer trips. This is Sergeant Jerry Purcell of the Effingham Police Department. Please prepare your vehicle and yourself for the upcoming winter. Steps now may protect you and your passengers. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Hi, this is Brent with McMahon Meats to let you know we will be giving away a Christmas meal. Just go to our Facebook page, like and share our post from November 28th only for your chance to win a Christmas meal. That includes a whole bone-in ham, prime rib, bacon, whole hog rope sausage, and pulled pork. Also, now through December 24th, buy one $50 gift certificate, get one $5 gift certificate for free. Stop by today on Route 40 between Teutopolis and Effingham or visit us on Facebook. McMahon Meats, where quality and convenience meet tradition. And now, Eric Fry Sports Center update. Former Indianapolis Colts linebacker Gary Brackett, the owner of the Stacked Pickle Sports Bar chain, has filed for bankruptcy protection. In the filing, all 10 of uh, Brackett's Stacked Pickle locations in Indiana and Ohio were forced to close after the pandemic. Brackett played for the Colts for his entire pro career from 2003 to 2011. He helped the team win Super Bowl 41 against the Chicago Bears. The starting lineup. Welcome back in to the starting lineup, starting off with the Stacked Pickle. The Stacked Pickle. How about yes. that? I have not been there. Have, and I can't I, I can't go now. Have not heard of it, yeah. I, mean, I guess well, we can't go now. Nope, you'll never find out about we'll it. You'll never know. On 98.9 The Game.
back in to the uh, starting lineup here on a 98.9 of the uh, game. Uh, Travis Sparks, Eric Fry here with you. And uh, coming up here on uh, the uh, starting lineup, let's talk some uh, local sports that happened on uh, Friday night and this weekend. First, uh, let's uh, start in uh, Friday because we had a, a good one uh, there, but we'll save that uh, for uh, uh, after we talk about uh, Altamont as uh, they picked up the win over on uh, Jack FM over Vandalia by the final of a 68 to a 55 as uh, yet again I see some as trajectories for the boys and girls teams uh, go I see uh, this is very similar to uh, kind of what the ladies were going through at the very beginning of their season Altamont on the boys side hasn't really figured it all out yet they haven't uh, they're picking up wins back to back against Cumberland and Vandalia here uh, but uh, not playing uh, their best as of yet still trying to work through the kinks of trying to find out what works best uh, for them and it was uh, another uh, you know ugly win type of thing uh, uh, you know, uh, the old uh, quote last week uh, ring true on a Friday night as well. Rather have an ugly win than a pretty loss. And, uh, you know, I know the final score there was 68 to uh, 55 there. But uh, still, uh, you know, Altamont picking up the, the win. Uh, fourth quarter was strong uh, for the Indians. Uh, Robinson and Yarhouse both had uh, great games. Yarhouse, uh, another uh, game where he hit uh a lot from beyond the arc. Uh, Kynan Earhart, though, getting in uh, double figures with uh, 10 points. He had uh, his best game of the season uh, so far uh, there. But like I said, uh, still early on in the season. Altamont trying to figure things out here, uh, but uh, picking up the win and picking up win number two on Friday against the Vandals. Yeah, like you said, it wasn't pretty, but sometimes you don't need it to be pretty. A W is a W no matter how you slice it or dice it. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as you're improving game over game, that at this point in the season is what you're looking for. Right, yeah. And uh, so well, they'll try to figure it out. And a uh, tough little matchup coming up on a Tuesday as it's back home as they'll take on uh, Newton. As we'll see what they did on a Friday. And so that'll be a good little matchup coming up uh, tomorrow evening over on uh, Jack on uh, the uh, boys basketball side. Newton versus Altamont uh, there. Uh, Vandalia, they uh, fall to a one and three, and uh, they'll be taking on uh, South Central, who Altamont will be seeing at the end of this week as well. So, uh, the uh, game of the night, though, in uh, the uh, NTC and from around the area was Windsor's Two Straws, as they've been going through a lot of stuff here at the yeah. very beginning of the season. And uh, they won against Dietrich in a double overtime, a 60 to a 52 was the final there. It was a close game uh, throughout. Uh, Dietrich only led by uh, three after one, and then Winsor's two straws and had a strong uh, second quarter, and they led at halftime, and then after three quarters, but then Dietrich with a little bit of comeback there in the fourth to force overtime, and uh, both teams scored six in the first overtime session. Um, Winsor's two straws, uh, they kind of wore them down, and uh, it was all them in the second OT and uh, Windsor picking up uh, the win through all the adversity, and uh, now they're five and one on the season, and that was a big one on a Friday in double overtime over Dietrich. Yeah, their team, Travis, is just trying to find some stability. Right. You know, they're just trying to get their their feet grounded, mm-hmm. and so a big win right there in double overtime. Double overtime really shows kind of the mental part of the game mm-hmm. as a team. 
of rallying together and and stuff like that because you're everyone's exhausted when you get to double overtime. Yeah. Everyone's beat, mm. and that's where you have to to step up and and show what a good team you are. And they they showed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Winbergs uh, led the way in the scoring department for the Hatchets. Austin Winberg had 22, Jordan Winberg with 14. Uh, three guys in the double figures for the Maroons, uh, led by Lucas Westendorf. He had a 20. Uh, Gephardt also had 16, and Kidd uh, with 15 points as well. Unfortunately, uh, Dietrich falling there in that. Uh, second overtime and uh, only they picked up a win this was also a, a fantastic game in uh, the little line eye and only uh, ended up picking up the win uh, by a single point over Robinson of 49 to 48 and uh, there was also a uh, game-winning layup uh, there by only to get the win over mm-hmm. Robinson uh, last night uh, Ian Winkler had uh, 25 uh, points and uh, made the go-ahead basket with 23 seconds uh, left in the game to uh, pick up the win over Robinson. So well, that one was a great game uh, there as well. Uh, CHBC, they defeated Ramsey 56-44. It was a Wojcik lead in the way in the second half, a big second half for CHBC to win this as Wojcik had 24 points in this one to lead the way for CHBC. Uh, South Fork defeated Tuscola 44-40. Mount Carmel over Marshall 64-16. Lawrenceville over Red Hills 67-24. It was Newton over Paris 61-39 and Newton Led from the jump, twenty-four to f- or twenty-one to four after the uh, first quarter, and Caden uh, Nichols led the way for the Eagles, twenty-two points. A year had sixteen. A uh, Parker Wolf had a twelve. Uh, Newton improves to uh, four and one, and it was the uh, first game for uh, the Little Lion Conference for them, so they're only one and zero. Oh. And uh, Newton, like I said, coming to Altamont to take on the Indians coming up tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Uh, St. Anthony over Sullivan on Friday, 52-30-7. Uh, uh, it was Brock Fearday leading the way for the Bulldogs. Uh, he had 18 points. Griffin Sehe with a 15. It's actually a close first quarter, uh, but uh, St. Anthony kind of really took the edge going into the half, leading by 9, 29-20, and I never looked back after that. Uh, Shelbyville over Okaw Valley, 51-26. to This one also was another great game in the NTC as uh, Nioga picked up the win over St. Elmo Brownstown, a 49-2-47. Nioga led after every quarter, 16-12 to after one, only by two at halftime, and then two again in the third quarter. And uh, ultimately, uh, St. Elmo Brownstown ended up missing a three-pointer there at the uh, buzzer. That would have given them the win, but Nioga picking up a great win there. Reynolds led the way for the Indians. He had 18 points. Richards with 14 on the other side for St. Elmo. Atwood had 13, and Campbell had a 12 there. But Nioga picking up the close two-point win on a Friday. Also, South Central picked up the win over Patoka as well, I saw on a Friday as Dotson had 22 points to lead the Cougars as they're off to a 3-0 and start on the young season. Uh, and girls basketball on Friday was Sarah Gordo over Martinsville, 70-12. to Brownstown St. Elmo over Weber Township, 56-31. to Three players in double figures for Brownstown. Seaball had 13. Myers had 12. Baldridge with 11 there. It was Shelbyville over Urbana University, 55-18. Taylorville over Charleston, 89-20. And it was Mount Zion over Muhammad, 44-39. to 
And we had one game in junior high girls basketball at the 2A level, the Stu Strauss Regional Championship. It was Brownstown over Stu Strauss, 35-31. On a Saturday, we had uh, Mount Carmel over Wayne City, 58-31. Tuscola over Oka Valley, 69-41. Lawrenceville over a Ballard Memorial, 69-56. Monticello over Marshall, 73-44. Charleston over Taylorville, 76-69. St. Elmo was back in action, and they picked up another win, and they beat Tri-County 70-39 as St. Elmo led 18-9 after the first quarter and then put up 27 points in the second quarter to lead at the half, 45-17, and SEB had never looked back. Also forced 17 Tri-County turnovers to pick up the win and mm-hmm. bounce it back after that loss on Friday. Denioga. So yep. I think uh, SEB now 5-1 and one on the season uh, there. Uh, Topless over uh, Tolono Unity, 56-40. to uh, 40. Uh, Topless won this in the uh, second half as uh, Tolono actually had the lead at halftime, but Topless strong third and fourth quarters to give him the win. Uh, Joey Nieberge led the way for the shoes, 16 points. Uh, Seamer and James Nieberge both had uh, 10 points. To help the shoes pick up uh, the uh, victory uh, there. It was Mascuda over FEM 45-41 in the Black Diamond Harley-Davidson shootout there in uh, Merriam. Uh, it was uh, North Clay after uh, having that loss to a Casey on a Thursday. Uh, they uh, made uh, the uh, trip there to uh, Graves County, Kentucky. They actually uh, stayed overnight mm-hmm. uh, there on a Saturday in uh, Graves County, Kentucky, ended up winning this one 97-78. High-scoring affair uh, there in uh, Kentucky for North Clay. It was 29-24 after one quarter of play, and uh, both teams scored in the 20s in the uh, third quarter, 26-20. Graves County outscored them there, and uh, both teams really putting up the points uh, there on Saturday. Absolutely. And uh, Fleener, he had a 27. Smith had 23. Four out of the five starters were in double figures for North Clay. The only problem at Graves County, they had six players in a double figures. Uh, they're obviously almost putting up 100 yeah, points. Yeah, defense optional. Yeah, Lucas uh, Pig actually had 26. Uh, Brandon Waller had 22 uh, for Graves and County beating North Clay. It was Mount Zion over Muhammad 76-51, and it was Lincoln over Mattoon 43-24. In uh, girls basketball, we had FEM over North Clay 49-36. FEM had the uh, edge uh, at halftime uh, only by two, 25-23, but then uh, they outscored North Clay 17-3 in the third to take control of that one. Uh, Niebergi led the way for the Hearts, 17 points. Wolf had 12. Uh, only double-figure scorer for North Clay was Ballard uh, with 14. It was also Sarah Gordo over Shelbyville, 49-39. to And Mount Zion over Pena, 56-45. One lawn over Flora, 48-34. And the University uh, um, Laboratory over Martinsville, 46-30. In uh, junior high girls basketball, the state tournament, uh, we had Sigel St. Michael pick up a pair of victories there at the Class 1A uh, state tournament. Uh, they got the win over Carlton St. John, 36-14. And they also uh, defeated Ottawa uh, Wallace, 44-14. In the, the 2A state tournament, it was uh, Altamont, the Wildcats, unfortunately, falling to uh, Liberty, 31-19. And it was also Havana defeating Paris Crestwood 22-20. to 
there in Paris at the 2A state tournament. Uh, class of 3A state tournament, Paris Mayo picked up a couple of victories. Uh, they defeated El Dorado Mercer County 26-22, and they also beat Downs Tri-Valley 17-2-15 there in the 3A state tournament. And Mount Zion went 1-1 one one as the, they picked up the win over Bowling Brook 42-25. Then Chatham Glenwood beat Mount Zion 29-27 uh, there in the 4A state tournament. But Mount Zion will have a chance to uh, play for a third place. Yeah, and congratulations, like you said, to Sigal St. Michael and Paris Mayo, both with a chance to win uh, state tournaments, uh, state titles coming up a little bit later this week. Ooh, uh, that notification was some breaking baseball news. Oh. Uh, so we'll, we'll save that uh, just a second. And uh, boys basketball uh, tonight, we got uh, Palhud uh, taking on Lawrenceville and Red Hill at Duggar Union, but a full slate of four girls basketball. It was uh, Brownstown St. Elmo uh, traveling to Martinsville, Arcola hosting Blue Ridge, Edwards County is at Newton, Sarah Gordo is at Oka Valley, Robinson at Casey, uh, Cumberland hosting uh, Heritage, South Central at Neoga, uh, Shelbyville hosting CHBC, Dietrich at North Clay, Vandalia at Flora, St. Thomas Moore hosting Tuscola, Argenta at Arthur, Nokomis hosting Ramsey, Paris at Marshall, and this one's a good one in uh, Totopolis. It's Totopolis hosting uh, Pena, and we also have a good one in Altamont tonight as well, a big NTC clash as it's uh, St. Anthony against Altamont this evening. Uh, St. Anthony 8-0, Altamont 7-0, both teams 2-0 in uh, the uh, NTC. This is going to be a, a good one uh, coming up uh, tonight. Definitely uh, looking forward uh, to this one. Uh, Lucy Fearday, I remember her. Uh, I talked about it on Friday, I believe, well, last year. Uh, tag teaming with a guy for a ton of points. Uh, Grace dropping 50 points uh, last year against the St. A in one of the games. And uh, so this will be a very fun matchup uh, coming up uh, tonight uh, at Altamont. And uh, so definitely encourage you to uh, go out to the game. If not, we got it for you over on uh, Jack FM. And it'll be at uh, 7 o'clock-ish. Tune in. The JV game will start approximately uh, 6 o'clock uh, there over in Altamont uh, tonight. So it should be a, a good one uh, there in Altamont. Yes, absolutely. Should be a fun one tonight. And uh, so should we just uh, save this uh, breaking news for – uh, the next segment, then? I think so, because we can Alrighty. lump it in with what else happened over the weekend. <laughs> All right, we will do just that. So uh, come back on the other side. We'll get that uh, breaking news, MLB uh, signing, and we'll also uh, see what else we can talk about. Uh, Line I was on the schedule, but we'll see if we uh, get to them with this baseball. College polls came out. Ooh, college polls. All right, we'll take a look at that. We'll see what all we can get to coming up next. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Unfortunately, while the holiday season is an exciting time of year, it is also a time when people can become more vulnerable to theft and crime. Shop during daylight hours whenever possible. If you must shop at night, go with a friend or a family member and park in an area with adequate lighting. Avoid carrying large amounts of cash. Never leave your car unoccupied with the motor running or with children inside. Remain aware of your surroundings at all times and move to and from your vehicle with confidence and purpose. This is Deputy Chief Kurt Davis with the Evingham Police Department. From our EPD family to yours, we wish you a safe and happy holiday season. 
Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Alex Walk. If you are buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows that you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with construction loan customized just for you. Ask around and talk with your friends, and you'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Totopolis State Bank and Totopolis Sigel in Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Hi, this is Brent with McMahon Meats to let you know we will be giving away a Christmas meal. Just go to our Facebook page, like and share our post from November 28th only for your chance to win a Christmas meal. That includes a whole bone-in ham, prime rib, bacon, whole hog rope sausage, and pulled pork. Also, now through December 24th, buy one $50 gift certificate, get one $5 gift certificate for free. Stop by today on Route 40 between Totopolis and Effingham or visit us on Facebook. McMahon Meats, where quality and convenience meet tradition. And now, Eric Price, Sports Center update. The Colts reportedly believe they could get wide receiver Paris Campbell back from injury before season's end. Campbell underwent foot surgery after catching a touchdown in the Week 6 win over the Titan, te- 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 Texans and has been working to return since. The starting lineup. Welcome back in to the starting lineup. Travis Sparks here, and that's Eric Fry stumbling and bumbling through the you Sports know, Center read. What they, they need to get uh, similar teams that have the same name out of the same division. Titans, Titans, Texans? and Texans. Hmm. Both start with T's. Get them out of there. On ninety-eight nine, the game. Eric Fry, Sports Interrupted. The St. Louis Blues surrendered three first-period goals during a 6-2 loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins at PPG Paints Arena on Saturday. The Blues never led in the game as Jordan Bington saved just 13 of the 17 shots he faced before he was pulled. The Blues are in sixth place in the Central Division with 22 points and an 11-13-0 record. St. Louis will visit the Rangers tonight. Missouri Tigers will end their season with a game against the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. The Tigers were given the Gasparilla Bowl in Tampa by the NCAA yesterday. Mizzou went 6-6 six six overall with a 3-5 mark in SEC games. Wake Forest was 7-5 overall. The Gasparilla Bowl will be played on December 23rd at 5.30 p.m. Between a Missouri team that probably doesn't deserve to be there. In college basketball action on Saturday, Lindenwood lost to Kansas City 61-47. Missouri State fell to Bradley 58-40. Eastern Illinois, they destroyed Blackburn College 93-43. SIU Edwardsville beat Troy 78-72. And Western Illinois took down Texas Rio Grande Valley 90-72. Zach Levine's 41 points weren't enough for the Chicago Bulls in a 110-101 loss to the Sacramento Kings at the Golden 1 Center. Chicago never led after the first quarter, but the Bulls did get within one point in the fourth quarter before Sacramento pulled away. Marta Rosen had 18 points in the losing effort. The Bulls are on a three-game losing streak and have fallen to 9-14, and 14, and experts say that they are nothing but trade fodder right now. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on a 98-9 of the uh, game. Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there with the Sports Center hits. Trade fodder. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're being written off, uh, saying they're funny. done. That's funny. <laughs> All right. I figured you'd like my Missouri. Uh, <laughs> come on, six and six does not deserve to be in a bowl game. Yeah, six get out of here. six wins. You're technically bowl out. Get out of here. <laughs> Too many hey, darn bowl games. Not everyone. Not everyone could be eight and four. And whatnot. So, uh, so as I alluded there to uh, the uh, before we went to a break, there was some breaking news. 
Breaking news. In a major league uh, baseball, as you lose one guy, you replace him with another. As on a Friday in a bad news dump for MLB, as one of the best pitchers in the game signs his free agent deal. And you might have forgot about it. You may not even have seen it. I don't know. Jacob DeGrom, he signed on a Friday, and he signed with the uh, Texas Rangers. So the Mets losing DeGrom, and that's not the breaking news. The breaking news was that the Mets are replacing Jacob DeGrom ah, just with another Cy Young Award winner. That's right. Justin Verlander is signing with the New York Mets, according to Jeff Passens and sources familiar with ESPN. And uh, so Justin Verlander in New York coming to the Metropolitans. Yeah, I mean, that's big. I mean, Ooh. that's that's huge for the Mets. If he can stay healthy, if he can be what he was last year, that's a that's a good deal. And uh, Jeff Passens is reporting that the deal is worth two years and $86 million and includes a third-year option as well. And uh, now... Be teammates again with his old buddy, uh, Max Scherzer, running back to their Detroit days as a Verlander and a Scherzer uh, back there in the rotation there. So uh, you lose one ace, you replace him with another. Doesn't matter how old he is. He proves that he can still do it, mm-hmm. winning the AL Cy Young this year. But uh, Justin Verlander <laughs> signing with the Mets. And I think what this is a bigger picture, Travis, is if you were looking – for a starter in the free agent market, you're running out of time mm-hmm. to get a top tier. I mean, DeGrom's gone. Verlander's gone. I would have those as probably the top two. Yeah. Then Rondon three. Mm-hmm. But after that, you know, it. Evaldi, Tyon, Quintana, right, Syndergaard, those are our next. That's definitely a step down. Sure. If not a step and a half down. Definitely. So. If you're one of those teams out there that were looking for a top-end starter, boy, you're running out of time. Yeah, definitely you are. On a Friday, DeGrom signed a five-year, $185 million contract with the Rangers. and includes a conditional six-year option that could potentially take the deal up to $222 million there. So, uh, yeah, nice breaking news there. Yes, absolutely. Well, let's stay in the baseball world for a little bit, Travis. All right. Because I was wanting to get your opinion on the uh, Wilson Contreras Instagram front. I haven't even paid attention. Oh, okay. He posted a picture on Instagram of him and, and William looking at Albert Pujols from the All-Star game. And it's like the two of them in the front, and then Albert is right in front of the camera, so all you see is Pujols on the back with the five. And everyone took that to say, sign him with the Cardinals. It's confirmed. It's like, no. Like, it's a picture of Albert. That's The Cardinals logo is nowhere to be seen. He played for the Cardinals last season. He did, but that doesn't. he's not involved with the organization now. We already said he's got 10 more years with the Angels. Uh, there there might be some smoke to the to that fire. I'm not saying there's not. I said, and actually I was just looking at this at our free agent picks. I had Wilson going to the Cardinals. I still mm-hmm. think that's going to happen. But people to say that that picture is indicative that he's going to the Cardinals, does that also mean William Contreras is going there too because he's also looking at Albert Pools? 
Potentially. <laughs> They're in both. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Braves are reportedly in in the mix for Sean Murphy, or uh, but uh, winter meetings just about ready to get underway uh, there this week. So hopefully we get to see some uh, movement. Uh, we already said last week that Contreras met with the Cardinals, but he also took a meeting uh, with the Astros to kind of show you that uh, he's not biased and uh, whatnot. Uh, they're taking another meeting just to kind of satisfy the people. Well, let's get you kind of some more rumor updates, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rondone, speaking of him, we were talking about him being kind of one of the last big pitchers out there. Mm-hmm. He's not going to come cheap. He wants a six-year deal. Mm. So take that for what you will. Uh, the Dodgers officially re-signed Clayton Kershaw. So that is official, even though we reported on it, I think, a month ago. It's now official. Um, the Mets, Phillies, Cubs, and Orioles are among those that are uh, pursuing uh, Jameson Tyon. Mm-hmm. <coughs> uh, Rick Purcello announced his retirement. Oh. Um, let's see here. Uh, the Giants have Carlos Correa as their top option among free agent shortstops, so take that for what you will. Um, Chris Bassett's looking for a four-year deal. And the Red Sox have yet to make a competitive offer to Xander Bogarts, mm. which to me is just that's flabbergasting. Like I don't get that. Sure, but um, before we get to the other baseball thing, I want to talk about from the weekend. Uh, speaking of our free agent game, Travis, yeah, we have three names off the board. Mm-hmm. We're both two and three. Two and three. How about that? Okay. The only one we missed, we both missed Verlander. Mm-hmm. You said he was going to the Braves. I said the Astros. You were closer. You at least had an NL East team. Yeah. But we both said Kershaw to the Dodgers, which I think broke while we were doing our pickums, And we both said DeGrom to the Rangers. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people were calling that. Mm, I think that was a... Was it? That was a rumor. Okay. I wasn't too far of a stretch. I was stretch. trying to give us some more credit. <laughs> All right. That wasn't too far of a stretch. Can we talk about the Hall of Fame? Uh, I thought you were going to talk about uh, Brian Reynolds requesting a trade from the Pirates. Oh, I did see that, and yeah, okay, we talked about it. Um, <laughs> All right. Like, Fred McGriff gets yep, in. He's elected to the Hall of Fame. Unanimously. <laughs> out of 16 votes, sure. he gets all 16. Sure. <laughs> Travis, this is a travesty. Yeah. Like, th- I, I uh, love the crime dog. Don't get me wrong. Former Cub, like, yeah, he is comparable to those players who are like Voldemort and should not be named. <laughs> he does yeah. not deserve in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame or not, but I know that there is definitely other players behind him that should be getting in before him. Yeah. And I think that, you know, uh, the votes are broke down here. I think that, you know, uh, Bonds receiving less than four votes, Clemens receiving less than four votes, and uh, Kurt Schilling received seven yeah. uh, there. I know that Kurt Schilling's kind of a controversial figure yes. rather than the everything else that the, these other guys are tied into. But uh, how is Kurt Schilling getting more votes than Barry Bonds? I love how if you put Clemens, Bonds, and Palmero together, Travis, you still would not get one player in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's astonishing. This is <laughs> like just I, I know Kurt Schilling said it a couple of years ago, but I'm I'll say it now. Just take their names off the ballot then. 
Like, just, you're obviously showing you are not going to put him in there. Stats do not matter. Numbers don't matter. Nothing matters because we are mad about how they disgraced the game. Even though 75% of the players at the same time were doing it. And even though people in your Hall of Fame have done way worse. Yeah. But that's okay. (laughs) So, just take him off the ballot. Like don't I mean, they don't, are they are off of the ballot, right? No, they'll do this again in twenty fifteen or twenty twenty five. They'll do this again with this this little committee Comp- here. Yeah, this yeah. committee. But I I think after this they are. So as I say, I they think that they are off and the it's ballot. A, it, so it, it's a. I know. It's it's not yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've, we've really been through this enough. Arguments. Like we've 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 given them ideas. We've told them what they need to do. Like it, this is gonna sound awful, Travis, but embrace it. It's part of your history. Just embrace it. Yeah, it happened. The sooner you accepted MLB, the sooner we can all move on from it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nope. They want to pretend it never happened. Never happened. And sweep it under the rug or then take bury away, it deep into the closet. Then take away the Yankees titles, take away the Diamondbacks titles. If that never happened, just take away that whole era. That whole era just never happened. <laughs> we'll just go from like 95 in the strike to baseball coming back in 2006. And that, that, that'll just be it. Yeah. Because if these players didn't do what they did, that's what baseball would have been. Because we've talked about before, the home run chase and the home runs are what brought people back to baseball. Mm-hmm. Period. End of sentence. Yeah. And for them to be made out to be these awful people, yes, they did stuff that was illegal. Mm-hmm. But again, they weren't the only ones. Yeah. Right. Yeah, McGriff hit 30 more home runs uh, for five different franchises. Yeah, that's And they hopped around, but 30 or more homers for the Blue Jays, Padres, Braves, Rays, and the Cubs. Yeah, last one he did with the, was the Cubs. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, crime dog. Interesting, interesting <laughs> there. So, yeah, Fred McGriff in unanimously with this committee. Unanimously, too. But Barry Bonds. That is ridiculous. <laughs> Barry Bonds, most importantly, is is not – uh, there, so <laughs> yeah. you need to move on, Travis. I'll rant about this for yeah, another I know. forty minutes. I know, and it didn't even get to uh, college basketball and Illinois basketball. We'll save them possibly for the pod, or maybe even push them back for tomorrow. Because uh, right now we gotta take our last break. We're up against it, and we gotta get you the top three moments from the uh, sports weekend. The starting lineup from ninety-eight nine The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Brent with McMahon Meats to let you know we will be giving away a Christmas meal. Just go to our Facebook page, like and share our post from November 28th only for your chance to win a Christmas meal. That includes a whole bone-in ham, prime rib, bacon, whole hog rope sausage, and pulled pork. Also, now through December 24th, buy one $50 gift certificate, get one $5 gift certificate for free. Stop by today on Route 40 between Teutopolis and Effingham or visit us on Facebook. McMahon Meats, where quality and convenience meet tradition. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. 
you'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. And now, this outpouring of love for Tom Brady is what we are beginning with today. Everyone showering this man with love and goatness. How about it? The starting lineup. Almost every single one of Brady's Super Bowl has been clouded with controversy, and that seems what people are forgetting. And let's not forget that so a couple Super Bowls were gifted to him. The tuck rule, the... You can't blame him for the referee stuff. You can't blame him, but he benefited from it. Okay, everyone gets a call. Every they benefited from it last night as well. Which which rule? Which which one of those penalties? Whenever the Chiefs are holding, that was so ticky tacky. Come on, so it's many a holding. Super Bowl. Let them play on ninety-eight nine. The game. Welcome back in here to the starting lineup. We're only here on 98.9 The Game. We're just a uh, smidge a bit uh, longer, but we got to give you the uh, top three moments from the uh, sports weekend. Uh, so uh, let's go and uh, let's hit it. And now it's time for the top three. Top three moments from the uh, sports weekend in uh, no particular order. Well, I'll start off with my uh, number three as Houston Volleyball. Kate George Gaddis uh, goes all out. I don't know much about volleyball, but I know that's supposed to go over the net. But she saved uh, the uh, ball yes. from – she even dove over a table yes. as well to keep the point alive, and Houston ended up getting the point. As well against South Dakota. It was a Friday. long rally. It was a, it fun was rally. a long rally. It was good. Yeah. I like that one. But she goes all out over the table. My number nice. my number one is one we already talked about, and that's TCU still getting into the college football playoffs. They deserve to be there, even with the loss, and it keeps Alabama out, which I am all for 100%. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I stay in college football. This is more like nightmare fuel as number two, Jim Harbaugh. If that referee cam, that good close yeah. up and close and personal uh, view of Coach Harbaugh arguing a call there it was in my nightmares on Saturday after seeing that. And that was my number two moment. My number two, Coach Prime heading yeah. to Colorado. And more so telling the players, if you don't like what's going on here, go to the transfer portal. I don't want you here. Yep. He's bringing his own luggage. Bringing his own luggage in. So, mm-hmm. uh, Coach Prime to Colorado. That means Illinois does not lose its defensive coordinator, at least to Colorado. Yeah, very good deal. Fan Love of that. Uh, speaking of the Illini, that was my number one as uh, the Illini going bowling January 2nd. Yes. Uh, I, I, I had a negative thing for number one, Travis, but instead I, I will go from locally negative to regional negative. And that is last night. The collapse of the Indianapolis Colts against the Dallas Cowboys. 33 points in the fourth quarter you give up? Mm -hmm. That is awful. It was a game. It was a game after three quarters. It was 21-19. Yeah. And you give up 33 points in a quarter. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ridiculous, Indy. It wasn't all a bad thing, though. It got a scorgami. It did get a scorgami. I did see that, which I'm a so fan that of. That was a, a huge plus. But hey, Indy, there's a certain quarterback now that's uh, available. Maybe you should look into getting him 
I mean, he he he's not much, but I think he's better than what you have. Ooh, yeah, and also San Francisco looking for a quarterback. Oh yeah, that's as where well. he's going. That's where he's going. You know it. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey can't escape him. Nope, nope. <laughs> now, Christian probably made the call. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like called him on the sideline while they were working on Jimmy G. <laughs> yeah, so we'll talk more uh, NFL coming up in the pod as well as we got more other stuff to uh, talk about, including recapping Pickham and Illinois basketball as well. But coming up next here on ESPN Radio is a Bart and Han. Enjoy, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, still here with you. And we still got uh, more things uh, to uh, talk about yep. here in uh, the uh, pod. Coming up, we'll be talking about that Illini uh, game that happened on uh, Friday night. And a game set for a big matchup uh, tomorrow. And we'll also take a look at other national sports as well. And get to our Pick'em and Entertainment Recap as well oh yeah pick all coming up here on the pod first we get to any of that is there anything on sports or anything you want to hit on yeah the blackhawks lost three to nothing uh to the islanders they are now 7 13 and 4 on the season they visit the devils tomorrow night yeah yeah um notre dame and illinois both going bowling as we said uh, notre dame will be taking on number 19 south carolina in the gator bowl that should actually be a fun one travis i'm i may actually watch that game yeah south carolina notre dame uh december 30th um by the way, in case you didn't know, the RailQuest Bowl used to be called the Outback Bowl. Mm. So you may know it as the Outback Bowl. Yeah. As we'll dive more I think into I like the Outback Bowl, but yes. As we'll dive more into here in a second, Illinois um, played on Friday. We'll talk to you more about that coming up in just a little bit. But someone else who played over the weekend, and that is uh, Michigan State, and they lost to a non-Big Ten school, uh, Northwestern, seventy to sixty-three, and that loss knocked them all the way out of the top twenty-five. Get out of here! You can't beat Northwestern. We don't want you in the rankings anymore. Get out of here. Yeah, not a good uh, day on Sunday no. for the state of Michigan. No. In uh, other college uh, basketball action, Friday, Northern Illinois was crushed by Idaho, 84-47. Saturday, DePaul beat Loyola, 78-72 in overtime. Bradley took down Missouri State, and UIC lost to Drake. Sunday, UIC earned a win over Southern Indiana. Illinois State got an 87-77 victory against Belmont and Valpo. Fell to Murray State, 77-70 in overtime. Also, since we mentioned it last week, both EIU and Illinois women team both fell over the weekend. So, oh, we cursed them. Yesterday, Illinois pushing uh, Indiana to the yeah, brink. Yeah, it was only four points. Yeah, but pushed they, them to the brink. They still the lost. Yeah. And EIU still, still lost. Well. So... Of course, we talked about how bo- good both teams were doing last <laughs> week, and they both fall in their next game, so you can yeah. blame us for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of another team uh, falling, the Pacers fell to the Trailblazers 116-110 to for their third straight loss. Uh, Indiana returns to Hardwood tonight against the Warriors in San Francisco. And as we mentioned, uh, the 49ers are losing another starting quarterback to a season-ending injury. San Francisco head coach Kyle Shanahan said that Jimmy G broke his left foot in the Niners' 33-17 victory over the Dolphins on Sunday. 
Uh, Garoppolo left the game early in the first quarter, didn't return. He was replaced by rookie Brock Purdy, who threw for 210 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. San Francisco had already lost Trey Lance to a season-ending leg injury back in Week 2. Mr. Irrelevant of the 2022 draft. So much for being uh, irrelevant. Yes. You're throwing touchdown passes. Yes. So now, and the news this morning is that uh, Baker Mayfield has been cut mm-hmm. by the Panthers. Yep. So now everyone just figures that he is going to uh, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I San Francisco. Uh, what's the other option that you throw out there? Indy. Indy, yeah. But I don't think he'll go to Indy this year. I think yeah. it'll be the off season if he goes to Indy. Maybe. <coughs> Here's the problem. You can't, if you're the 49ers, after what Purdy gave to you against a pretty good Miami team, let's say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't then say, all right, go back to the bench. We picked up this guy. <laughs> yeah, and I don't even know if you want Baker, to be perfectly I, yeah, honest. I don't think I don't think you would. I don't, I don't think at this point you want Baker Mayfield. Yeah. He's done nothing at all to show you. I, no. I was talking uh, with someone uh, today, Travis, about this. And to me... His confidence, Baker Mayfield's confidence, is at an all-time low. Sure. And I don't know if he can get that back. I think the sting of the Browns getting Deshaun and telling Baker, we're not getting Deshaun, and then immediately comes out, they're trading for Deshaun, I think that hurt him so much for everything he gave to the city of Cleveland They took him in as one of their own, and he embraced being in Cleveland. He embraced opening up that that beer case that you know they had locked until they made the playoffs. Like Baker was all for it. He he seemed like a Cleveland guy. Yeah, and I think it hurt so much that they didn't just tell him, and that he gave so much to that city, not so much to the team, but to that city. Yeah, and I know you're not a huge Baker Mayfield fan. But the Browns did him dirty. Oh, definitely. And I don't think he he has recovered from that. I think that that has shot his confidence so badly that he doesn't feel like he can be what he was. Mm -hmm. Which, let's be honest, when he took the Browns to the postseason, which is a sentence that you don't get to say very often, (laughs) he was at least a top 10 quarterback, Travis. I don't know about top 10, maybe borderline. Uh, okay, I'll agree. I'll say 11, 12. Definitely better than half the league. Yeah, that time you could do a lot worse, and then he showed who he really is. Not a very good quarterback. But I think it's because of his confidence. I believe you believe in a you believe in a guy, and then he lets you down, and you don't believe in him anymore. And I guess that's kind of what Cleveland did too. I think if they would have been straight up, as in Cleveland, and say, yes, we are doing this, you can seek other options. I don't think Baker is this bad. Yeah. I think the fact that they went behind him, and when he asked them, they said, no, we're not. And then they did. And then they didn't try to necessitate something for him until after the preseason. Yeah, yeah, and, and I definitely don't think that the Browns needed to uh, trade for uh, Deshaun. I don't think that they were in that bad of a no. situation yet w- with Baker and whatnot. But 
They did, and yeah, they burnt that bridge with Baker. And and, then, and like I said, his confidence has they not been the same. At first, they weren't even going to let him out of the deal yeah. and whatnot. So it, it finally did. It just hurt his. I, I think it hurt. It obviously hurt his ego. I I, I will definitely say that because he seems like a very ego driven person. <laughs> but I also think it really hurt his confidence that he did everything he could for Cleveland. Within a sense, as far as his ability. Yeah. And they traded for a guy who you knew wasn't playing half the season. It's not like they traded someone to come in day one and take over. They traded someone who you're going to have to wait eight weeks until they can come in. Or 12 or whatever long it's been. They didn't know he was... They knew that they was probably. They knew he was getting suspended. He was gonna get suspended, or they knew he was under investigation and whatnot. He'd already set out last year. You knew week one of this season he was not playing for you. Yeah. You knew that going in, minimum. That's a minimum. Right. Because him sitting out last year, remember, was not from the league. That was because he was injured. It wasn't a league mandated suspension. I I don't remember exactly what it was. I, I mean, do. I, I know he was put on the commissioner's list. I just uh, you feel bad. I heard I heard earlier on ESPN Radio, Travis. I'm going to ask you because I know you're not a fan of Baker Mayfield, so that's why I'm asking you. Are you putting him in the Marcus Russell category, Ryan Leaf category? Ooh. I don't think so. He's still got a playoff team. Yeah. Jamarcus Russell never made a playoffs. Ryan Leaf never made the playoffs. Mm. Would I say possibly a Derek Carr? Yeah. I think that's a pretty good comparison at this point. Right, yeah. I definitely would not put him in the same category. I wouldn't Jamarcus put him as one Russell. of the worst quarterback draft busts of all time. Right. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't put him in that class, I don't think. Okay. I just wonder right here. Stood. Yeah, right here on the spot. Yeah, I Definitely not in the Jamarcus Russell class, for no, sure. No, But the 49ers are in a unique position. I don't know if they want to go out and get him or not because this team is a good team. All they just need is a quarterback. Uh, and they end up getting done with the, the backup of the backup uh, with uh, now the third string here and now Garoppolo done for the season. So uh, being 8-4, that win against uh, Miami yesterday – I mean, man, that's uh, really unfortunate that they're uh, in that spot as currently. Where are they? They're the three seed right now in the uh, in the NFC, hmm. and they don't have a quarterback. Charlie Fry. Well, let's not talk about your cousin. <laughs> I don't think he's good enough to. Quincy be... Carter. Quincy Carter. That's a name I haven't heard. I know, right? I'm finding the good ones for you. Rob Johnson? Well, there you go. John Beck? Who? Exactly. Jason Campbell? Would you put Baker Mayfield in Jason Campbell territory? 25th overall pick in 05? Redskins? Then went to Oakland? I mean, I I think Baker's better than Jason Campbell. Why do they have Dante Culpepper on a list of the 50 biggest quarterback draft busts in NFL history? Dante Culpepper a bust? 
Did I miss something? Well, he definitely wasn't the same after his knee got knee. busted. Yeah. Hmm. It was good for a while. I guess he was, I guess he was drafted in 99 and by 05 he was done with knee injuries. Mm-hmm. So, all right, okay. Matt Leinart, would you say Baker and Matt Leinart? That's That's a decent comparison, that's right? That's a good comparison. Both Heisman Trophy winners. Mm-hmm. Both couldn't excel at the NFL level. Mm-hmm. For but again, my thing I keep going back to is Baker at least made the playoffs. Yeah. That's fair. Liner got benched for Kurt Warner. Look what happened. Look what happened. Rex Grossman. <laughs> Baker's better than Rex Grossman, Travis. Although yeah. Grossman does have a Super Bowl start on his resume. He does. <laughs> Through no Daddy fault does. of his own. Don't you forget it. The last <laughs> Super Bowl quarterback to get the Bears to the Super Bowl. That's right. Was Grossman with a career uh, QBR rating of seventy one point six? <laughs> Byron Leftwich. Hmm. Chad Pennington. Ooh, where was Pennington picked in the draft? He was eighteenth overall in two thousand. Hmm. I he led I the Jets to playoffs and then he I got injuries. Had, Decent. He had a decent career. That's what I thought, too. Decent little NFL career. Kerry Collins? Kerry Collins. He had a Super Bowl appearance. I was going to say Super Bowl appearance. Brady Quinn? Ooh. Ooh. Now we're getting there. Now we're getting there. Yeah, Brady Quinn was a bust. Tony Eason? He was drafted 16th overall in 1983. He was two picks after Jim Kelly and before Dan Marino. Ooh. Yeah, that's not a good place to be. No. Kyle no. Bowler. Jeff George. <laughs> Jeff George. First overall pick in 1990. Went to the Colts after Illinois. I know. Proud of the O of I. Last saw uh, action in 04 with the Bears. Hmm. J.P. Lossman. Rich Campbell. Tommy Maddox, Travis. I know you're a fan of Tommy Maddox. Tommy Maddox. XFL, XFL legend. prospect, yes. Legend. <laughs> Only winner of the XFL. Would you consider Vince Young a bust? Ooh. I know I've thrown us down a total yeah. rabbit hole. I would almost say yes. I, I think you'd have to. I almost. I want to say yes. Yeah. Would you, Vince Young, third overall in 06, or Baker? Yeah, right. I think that's Oof. a pretty decent comparison. Mm-hmm. David Carr. One went to Texas, one went to Oklahoma. Yep. Joey Harrington. <laughs> Joey Harrington. Um, let's see. Uh, Tim Couch, of course. Oh, Couch. Well, Baker's Cleveland better than there. Tim Couch. Come on, Travis. Cleveland there, though. Cade McNown? Much better than Cade McNown. 
I'm a Bears fan. I lived through Cade McNabb. Todd Blackledge? Andre Ware? Andre Ware. Rick Meyer? Todd Marinovich? Jamarcus? And the biggest draft bust of all time, Ryan Leaf. Ryan Leaf, yeah. But again, I will argue if Ryan Leaf had anyone else in that same draft class not named Peyton Manning, he probably isn't as big of a bust as he is. Um, It's all about who you're drafted with in your class. Definitely uh, comparisons. Oh, yeah, because they're there. (laughs) That's a deal with that. For sure. All right. You know, uh... Well, let's continue on with the uh, NFL. Please. We'll look at the uh, slate from yesterday. Uh, Steelers picked up the uh, three-point win over the uh, Falcons. Uh, Aaron Rodgers in his last go-around uh, there in Chicago. It's been like a second home yep. to him, he says, as uh, the Bears blew it. Rodgers to uh, the Bears. Such a good start. But the Packers ended up winning this one. 28-19, and I see that picture on ESPN, uh, Watson going into the end zone, like yeah. diving into the end zone, like, looking like an idiot uh, there. And uh, But the Packers come from behind, 28-19, and Bears now 3-10 and 10 on the season. Yeah, I got that number two draft spot. They're ready. <laughs> they are ready. Come calling if you're looking for a quarterback. We got you. <laughs> Is that not – an I was talking uh, with Derek on Friday about this. Is that not the best thing the Bears can do right now? Is shut down Justin Fields for the season, get him healthy, and then trade that number two pick to get the picks you've lost for the past couple years with trades you've made? I don't know. It's got to be the right. It's got to be the right deal, right? uh, To do that, but if you can get, you know, there are teams that are looking for quarterbacks. That don't have either don't have draft picks this year or are drafting way later in the draft. Yeah. If you're at two, why not try yeah, to get a, a King's ransom for quarterback it? Quarterback class is supposed to be better, way yes. better than last season's yes. draft class. So I mean, yeah, if the if the deal's right, go ahead and do that. But you know, if like uh, an offensive lineman is there, right, go ahead and take it. Go ahead and do it. If you don't get the right, yes. But I I think Years of the previous regime trading draft picks for Khalil Mack, trading up for Justin Fields, trading up for um, um, Trubisky. Yes, have left you with nothing in the cupboard. Right. So if yeah. you can replenish your draft stock a little bit, mm-hmm. like Hell this yeah. team isn't winning it next year. They're not going to be the NFC North champions next year. I always get I always get them mixed up. Is it? Is it Poles that is the so. uh, the GM now or whatever? I think so. Yeah, this guy, Ryan Poles. Yeah. Uh, his blueprint of this rebuild has been uh, trying to do it through the draft and uh, by acquiring all these picks. And so uh, he's got to nail this, and he's got to nail them with uh, the draft picks. So He does. That's what he's got to do. If you're asking me, he said he was gonna do it. trade it. Trade it and get more picks later on in the first round. Maybe some in the third, some in the fourth. Because you have needs at so many areas. Yeah. Right. 
think uh, offensive line would be a big one. Yes. Uh, for me, for sure. Um, the Lions. Hey, look at them. They beat the beat up on the Jags, forty to fourteen, yesterday. Uh, St. Brown, two touchdowns, are receiving eleven grabs as well. Lions now five and a seven, still in the playoff hunt. Other teams from the uh, NFC North, the Vikings, they picked up their tenth win. They're now ten and two, twenty-seven twenty-two over the uh, Jets. Spoils Mike White's performance. 57 passes yesterday for Mr. White, 369 yards, a couple of picks, including the one that sealed it there for the Vikings. We had another tie, Commanders, Giants. Giants missed the game winner in OT. The field goal came up just a tad bit short, and the two are the worst score you have 2020 (coughs) in overtime. Awful. Another tie. Should not be ties happening. Seven five and one. Giants now seven four and one. <laughs> uh, what the, other major sport has a tie, Travis? Soccer. That's not a major sport. It's the uh, world's most popular sport. Popular, yes, but it's not a major sport when you think of the four major sports in America. Well, in America, but I guess uh, hockey used to hockey have ties. used to yeah. Mm-hmm. They used to do continuous OT, and then they do a shootout, and then if that wasn't enough, then it would just be a tie. Yeah. There you but go. they learned their ways, and they learned their lesson. Yeah. Didn't didn't, uh, didn't baseball have that during COVID or something? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the Eagles they destroyed the uh, Titans thirty-five at ten. AJ Brown gets a little uh, revenge on his former team. Eight crabs, a couple of scores. Uh, Jalen Hurts, 380 yards, three passing, another rushing uh, to lead the Eagles to their 11th win. Now they're 11-1, and one. Uh, big control of the uh, NFC there, uh, being the number one seed. Yep. Uh, the Ravens might be in a little bit of a trouble uh, because Lamar Jackson exited this game here, and he could be out uh, weeks or days, depending on the results of his tests. Uh, here in the early week, uh, but they barely beat the Broncos with uh, Huntley at quarterback, and they only won ten to nine. Uh, here, luckily, the Broncos are horrible, so they, they are. Up, uh, the Ravens ended up pulling it out. Uh, the Browns. Uh, speaking of uh, Baker's former team, and Deshaun Watson beats his former team. Had some boos uh, there, and he wasn't too impressive. Uh, but the Browns end up uh, picking up the win over the Texans, 27-2-14. to uh, Their uh, Browns scored three touchdowns. None came from the offense. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, the Seahawks, uh, they uh, beat the Rams, pushing the defending uh, Super Bowl champions to a 3-9 and a nine as uh, Seahawks won this one, 27-2-23. As uh, Matthew Stafford looks like to be uh, possibly done uh, for the year. Yeah, he's put on IR. The Rams put him on IR. So, yeah. Rams, they were not so good for the defending champions. No. I had a uh, stat uh, for that because it's been pretty. Uh, that's the worst a 12 game start by a defending champion in NFL history. They're the first team since the 2003 Bucks to have a losing record after winning the Super Bowl. Mm. 
So, yeah, not not good in L.A. <coughs> uh, the uh, Bengals, the, uh, they might be the kryptonite of the uh, Chiefs as uh, Patrick Mahomes just can't beat uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals as they beat the Chiefs again. They beat them in the AFC Championship game last year. They also beat them previously as well, and then they beat them last night 27-24 to to pick up the win there so chiefs going down and now the bills slide into the number one seed into the afc with that chiefs loss uh chargers they fell to the raiders 27 to 20 there and then uh, we talked about it a little bit but the cowboys absolutely throttled the colts yep. just in the fourth quarter alone we got the score gami 54 to uh, 19 over the Colts, the Cowboys picking up the win. And that is the 100, or no, the 1,074th unique final score in NFL history. Wow. Or maybe that's the 170. I don't know. It's weird. Either way, know. it's Scorigami. It's Scorigami. That's all that matters. That's all you need to know. Uh, Bucks going up uh, tonight against the uh, Saints on Monday Night Football. So there you go. There is that. So um, let's see here. Uh, I'm just going to save Illinois for tomorrow. Okay. So we can talk about them and then talk about their game there, uh, tomorrow night. There's one college basketball thing I did want to mention real quick because it just came out. Mm-hmm. UNC out of the polls. Preseason number one dropped out of the top yeah, 25. Free fall. Four weeks. It is the second fastest that a preseason number one has fallen completely out of the polls behind just a UCLA team. But at that point, they were only ranking 10 teams. So (laughs) for me, I think that this is the fastest a preseason team has ever fallen out of the top 25 polls. Yeah. Just crazy. Free fall. Not good. uh, Out of there. Don't worry. They'll still win the title. Hey, Maryland, though. I mean, yeah, because they they didn't start so well last year. Yep. But they uh, ended up – going to the national championship also cincinnati i saw got their new head football coach it's also not the guy from illinois so we're still good there we are still good there all these head coaching vacancies getting filled up still getting filled and whatnot uh illinois in those polls they were talking about they're one ahead of gonzaga who falls four spots because they lost again to an actual team (laughs) they lost to baylor on a Friday, uh, but uh, Illinois with that loss to Maryland is 17th now, and Maryland jumps up nine spots to 13 in the uh, country. Uh, Houston's still number one. Uh, Texas, that's significant. They're still number two. Virginia at number three, and Purdue uh, jumped up there, and they're at number four now. So look at UConn. They're number five. Mm-hmm. Huh. Gosh, I got Tennessee and Alabama. What? Uh, Is this football? Yeah, Tennessee, Alabama, Arkansas up there. Auburn's still up there, number 11. Indiana. They fell four spots. Oh, that's right, because they lost the Rutgers in the rack. (laughs) That was on Sunday, I believe, or Saturday. Either way. Indiana lost. That was on Saturday. 63-48. Indiana. Gotta love you. Yep. 
Alright. Uh, what else uh, do we have here? We got a Pick'em Recap. We got Entertainment Recap. There. So... All right, you want to do Let's your entertainment? Let's go uh, recap my entertainment. I went 2-4 and a four over the uh, weekend on a Friday. I uh, told you over 67.5 for a USC and a Utah. <laughs> Thank goodness I didn't go the way or didn't go with the parlay with uh, the Trojans. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the over uh, hit in that one. Uh, so I was like, all right, we're going to start this weekend good. Uh, I did it. More so just because of pride in my country, uh, but I went with uh, USA uh, with against the Netherlands, the money line. Yeah, USA lost. Yeah, can we quit caring about soccer now? We can. Okay. So we're done. The World Cup's over as far as we're concerned. Yep. <laughs> um, so uh, that was a bad start to uh, Saturday. We picked it back up with uh, Kansas State, though. Uh, if you, Either way. If you went money line, if you went uh, the point spread there, uh, plus two and a half, they won by three. So you're good either way there. Uh, LSU plus 17 and a half. Nope, they lost by 20. It's hoping for another score there. Nope, that didn't happen. USC, a money line or plus seven and a half. That didn't happen against uh, Clemson and uh, Purdue. Minus 17 or, or plus 17, plus 16 and a half. That didn't happen either. So we're two and four. Two and four. Not so great. Oh, don't worry, Travis. Not so good on that one. I'll tell you what's not so good. Let's recap. Pick them. Pick them. I don't even remember what sheet I. Well, here, I'll tell on. you. Ah, I'll tell you. It. Here we go. Uh-huh. So Kansas State versus TCU. TCU minus two and a half. Travis went Kansas State. I went TCU. It's a win for Travis because Kansas State yes. won outright. Clemson minus seven and a half versus North Carolina. We both went North Carolina. That's a loss. Clemson uh, won by more than seven and a half. So. <laughs> yes. Uh, Washington at the Giants. It was Washington minus two and a half. Travis went Giants. I went Washington because it ended in a tie. Washington did not cover the two and a half. So therefore, we had this happen with the Colts earlier, and I gave it a win. For me, for the Colts, they're the underdogs. So, Travis, you get the win in this one because it was a tie. <laughs> okay, sure. Okay. I don't know how that works. Seahawks minus seven at the Rams. We both went with the Seahawks. We both lost on that one. Mm-hmm. Colts at the Cowboys. Cowboys minus ten and a half. Uh, Travis went with the Cowboys because he's smart. I went with the Colts. That's a loss <laughs> for me. And Green Bay minus three at Chicago. Travis went with Green Bay because he's smart. I went with the Bears. That was a loss for me. So, to recap, Travis got four points. I got none. Travis went four and two. I went 0 oh and six. <laughs> oh and six. Oh and six. Big old goose egg. Ouch. Yeah. Any chance I had of coming back, which it was down to three points after last week, it was 94 to 91. Mm-hmm. I'm still only down seven points. Record I've given up on. There's no way I'm catching you in the record-wise. I'm 11 games behind you. <laughs> but we have a lot of bowl games that we're going to be airing on our stations coming up soon. So oh, that'll give me more chance to try and make picks. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Ton of bowls. Yes. It's the goal. Ton of bowls gonna all keep, over the I'm going to keep going until I win. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, it was a bad week for me. Yeah. Bad type of deal. <laughs> We're still finalizing that bowl schedule, by the way, but we'll sure. we'll be announcing soon what what bowls you can hear right 
well, not right here, but on 989 the game. The Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. Yeah, I'm looking into that. We're, we're seeing if we can do that one. Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. They'll just slap anyone on there. I think if we put enough funds together, Travis, we could sponsor a bowl. Ooh, I don't know. The starting lineup bowl. Guess we'll have to talk to the uh, big bosses for that. Yeah, yeah. Could host it in Nashville. Yeah, or Indy. There you go. Why does the Indy have a bowl? No, we could go to St. Louis, Travis. Go to the Dome. Well, I mean, I was just thinking more of Nashville because our company is based well, out yeah. of Nashville. Why isn't there a bowl in St. Louis? I don't know. Cause, the Gateway Arch Bowl? Um, the uh, St. Louis isn't a good sports city, I guess. It's not very exciting. The Gateway Arch Bowl. It's not a destination city. The Arch Bowl. Yeah. Gateway Bowl. I did think that it was uh, ironic that uh, they had Nick Saban on during halftime of the Big Ten Championship, and they was uh, kind of arguing the case for the Crimson Tide right. and calling TCU's loss to a, a bad <laughs> Kansas State team. And who do they get matched up in again in the Sugar Bowl? It's Kansas State. I hope Kansas so. State beats them by like twenty five. I hope so too. <laughs> uh, I can take dream. that. Take that, Nick Saban. Uh, Purdue. Uh, they ended up getting the loser of the SEC championship game, so uh, they get the in the Cheez It Citrus Bowl. Don't know why it just can't be the uh, Citrus Bowl. Because everything has to be sponsored Cheez it, nowadays, Travis. Cheese it and citrus don't really go. We should know uh, together. from experience. Everything has to be sponsored, Travis. Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic, USC and Tulane. There's another one. Goodyear. Uh, Rose Bowl uh, between Utah and Penn State out in Pasadena. And there's the Real Quest Bowl, Mississippi State and Illinois. Tampa at noon. Which, obviously, by the way, since you know that game starts at 11 a.m. our time. We Coverage starts at 10. And we obviously won't have a show. No, there will not be a show that we day. We won't have a show that day. So we do know that for a fact. Hey, a little extended uh, New, Year's, yeah. New Year's for us. Yeah, that would be very good. But, hey, don't forget, since we're less than a month away now, at some point during that weekend, Travis. Less than uh, a month away from Christmas. Less than a month away from New Year's, too. We are, yeah. And at some point on that weekend, probably. Oh boy, the uh, the top ten sports stories of the year. Right. Do we do we do a half a year pod? I think we. Did. I think we did. I want to say we did. I want to say I we did. I was going to say I hope we. That's tradition. We yeah. Yeah, I hope we didn't forget to do that. I hope not. Uh, look back in the archives. Yeah, we'll see what we can find out. Hopefully, we titled that. But one. yeah, end of the year story coming up. Ah yes. And we. We may not have a show that Friday, and we know for a fact we won't have one that Monday. So <laughs> be might. be subscribed right here so you can get your end-of-the-year show. That, that, may have, that may have solved the issue, though, yes. there with uh, what we were going to do about yes. uh, the end of the year. So. Yes. Mm, okay. I'll have to start thinking about it. I'll have to start put, piling a list. Yes. The sports stories. Well, you can't yet. You never know what could happen in this final couple of weeks. Um, anything uh, we can add. We can, add can add to add, it. Uh, add some late. Plus, of course, our deaths of the year and. Of course, yeah. All those, all those stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that's all we seems do. Like right? Seems like there's been some pretty significant ones. Yeah. This year, yeah. so it might be a uh, we'll have all extra. Those. 
Extra and we may sad. even get sad music to play behind it this year, but we'll see. Did that not happen last year? I forget if it was last year or the year before. But one of the years we didn't have the right music to play underneath it. We're going to fix it this year, though. I mean, I thought that I fixed that in post. You probably did. I could have very well did. Mm. Maybe I didn't get that far in the show. Possibly. That's more likely. I'll have to take a look. I'll have to uh, take a listen uh, back to it. So uh, I'll go ahead and uh, do that. As we play this out here and uh, thanks for listening uh, thanks for uh, downloading we'll be back for you tomorrow recap the uh, all the uh, local sports yeah that happened big matchup tonight big one say anthony altamont yep. tune in at jack fm we'll have all the coverage for you and we'll have the recap for you tomorrow so and we'll uh, preview we'll the illinois to game then. tomorrow yep we'll preview the illinois game and talk about their loss against maryland Last Friday. Good, so. I'm glad you said it so I didn't have to. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we'll bounce back. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Thanks. We are the turtle. Yes. Goodbye. Goodbye.